guys, it's Liz. I just finished a ride. Tonight is Friday night. Happy Friday. Hope you guys are having fun out finishing up whatever you're doing. Hopefully you just got done with the ride too. And um, I feel exhilarated. I feel so happy and all these endorphins. And especially when it's a good ride and you're good with you're with good people and you feel like everything went kind of as planned or better than planned. And um, in life, you know, I think about this a lot. Um, doing things we love the things that we love the most with the people we love the most is such a good equation. If we can figure out how to optimize for that equation every day and finding the things that we love and it has, it has to be like maybe a multitude of things sometimes or it could be that one favorite thing that we do um, that keeps us the most sane and happy and healthy all the time but it's so fun when we can do that to bond each other uh, with the ones that we love the most in our lives. And um, I'm learning this right now really well, really well. And I think it's so important, especially for couples. Um, so we just finished this ride and um, I hope I didn't embarrass my boyfriend, but I'm, I said to him, like to the other guy we're riding with after the ride, we're just talking and chatting in our cars. And um, I said, you know, um, I won't say his real name, but his, his, uh, Strava names Mind's Eye. So Mind's Eye is just badass, right? Or just incredible. <laughs> I mean, if you know him, you know he does some major, ex ex extremely, you know, high high elevation rides without stopping, just like 30, 35 miles at Annadale State Park without stopping in, in like three hours. Anyway, so we're, we're sitting around and, and I say, I look over at my boyfriend and I say, well, we're kind of an, we're kind of bike married, you know, and we're kind of bonded by this bike. So instead of having just like these other traditional things that legal things and all these artificial things that kind of put ownership on people, um, we've come up with kind of a different alternative, uh, a healthy alternative to being married to each other that relies on authentic commitment because you could just, you know, not like the house or home or all these material things that you're in and and not really have anything that you're, an activity that you're really bonding over. Um, and I'm not saying it has to be an activity, but something you're really bonding over, over the kids, um, over your, over your uh, work, maybe you work together, but specifically something that you really, really love. You really love this thing. You guys are both like being healthy and happy to go do this thing whatever it is, hiking, playing pool, I don't know. It could be so many things on the planet to do. Traveling together, uh, a friend of mine plays pickleball with her partner and they travel all over and they do championships in like Florida and Hawaii and Las Vegas and they are just like that fun power couple that that we kind of like, I, looked, I look up to. So I kind of see myself now as like, let me learn as much as I can from this. Let me learn as much as I can about being a good partner and partnering well. Principle number eight, which I talk about, talked about today on social media. And it's like we find partners and so many different people if we let them get close. And one of the things I learned tonight about being a good partner was like give some healthy distance from, you know, my partner. And when we met up with Mind's Eye, 
give him like time to kind of have some, you know, guy bonding time and talk and ride because I end up, I'm a talker and I love talking. Um, um, but I can't have a 24 hour podcast, right? So give, you know, give some, some silent space, some white space, some space. I distanced myself and kind of laid back on the ride and they were going pretty hard too. They're going a good, at a good pace, giving the guys like time to talk and, and, um, develop a new friendship or whatever and bond as guys need to bond. And if we as women get too possessive or men get too possessive of women in in the relationship, then we're going to suffocate each other. And I know that too well. I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm guilty so guilty of that sometimes where I like, you know, that anxious attachment, um, dark, you know, demon creature kind of lurks, lurks around the corner sometimes. And I have to say, Hey, get back. You dark demon creature. You're not going to take over this right now. and feel like you need to, um, take over what could really develop into a nice friendship for him and like, let him have his time. Like, I can back off. We can talk later. So giving him the space and grace to kind of just format. And, you know, they they kind of, you know, got along really well. And I want that for my partner. We want that them to develop healthy relationships outside of our main mainland anchor of a relationship that's not, you know, unhealthy that way. You know, if you need somebody to talk to about what's going on with me, I'll feel like I can trust that because I... I kind of like helped form it and I know it and I trust it. You can't be crazy and jealous and, you know, in the past, my past life being married, I couldn't do anything. My ex was jealous of everybody, girls, sisters, friends, guy friends, girlfriends, didn't matter. I couldn't really have a life on my own and I'm always reminding my partner, I don't want that. That happened to me. I don't want to repeat that mistake with you ever and I've learned that lesson. I want to do things together with you, so especially the things like that we're passionate about, passionate about like mountain biking. So, you know, we are kind of like a growing mountain biking couple, and I'm learning how to meet his needs um, and give him more value, and he's meeting my needs, and we're always sharing, you know, tips and tricks and health health tips about optimizing, you know, our, our um, our nutrition and our our workouts and our recovery time and all that is like non-stop like every day and so we're kind of like constantly bonded in a positive healthy bond and so as this two-part bonded system we're on the same path of health and happiness and I was not everybody I was I was not on that path and that's what led to the destruction of my poor marriage and I did not want to get married ever so if you don't want I mean sorry I didn't want to get divorced ever scratch that I didn't want to ever get divorced I did not believe in divorce but I was fighting a losing battle because my partner and I didn't learn in time where we're not able to learn how to bond in a healthy happy way and give each other the space we need to develop ourselves and grow together, not apart. And so don't get too much distance that you just kind of turn off the partner. And I tell a lot of my coaching clients this, like you want to like find somebody that you're passionate about, that 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 fire can keep growing and you're stoking the fire and it's 
it's the coals are getting even warmer at that high hot blue flame and and it and you know it um, just kind of keeps going no matter what you do and it I love that I don't really I need my partner to take care of my needs in many ways and I want my partner to but in no way am I going to sacrifice the happiness of, in the relationship by weighing it down too much so we take the time to build each other up separately build each other up together have that space and time to do that and so that when we come together we are coming together as healthy adults and still can have fun like children and play but we're not we're not destroying the system and so we keep each other healthy for each other you know attractive and and inspired and we're educating each other and so we're nurturing each other all the time and doing all the things that healthy people should be doing I think and loving each other so um, it may not be perfect but you know getting better every day the things that are not perfect are the things that I know that I can I can work on for myself because we can only really change ourselves we we can only influence and teach others how we want to be treated and I'm working on that definitely learning that skill how to be accountable and how to ask for things accountably so that you can you can get what you need from your partner and this is the hardest thing people practice this practice asking for something that that maybe you're just making up the no in your head making up the answer that he you think this person this guy or girl or husband and wife you have that you're making up all these things in your head that are not really true and you have to distill all those beliefs delete 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 all those things that you're just making up in your head as answers to a question that you haven't even asked so go ask that question maybe it's a trip that you never took to Paris and you always wanted to go but you made up in your mind all the answers that would, ha that would come out of the other person's mouth if you asked. You're making that up. If you ask them in a kind, loving way, not a, coming at it from a deficit, but a, an abundance standpoint, and show the good and what the good outcomes that could happen for whatever it is you're asking, instead of you never, you never do this for me, or you never get flowers for me, or all that negative stuff that women and men can do to each other to just cannibalize each other. It's ridiculous. Um, come at it from, you know, did you know that I really love uh, uh, roses? I love, you know, Leonida roses and or Barcola or whatever the type of rose you like or whatever. Something that maybe he never knew that was obscure. I say that because I love those roses. But what if you came at it like educating your partner? Back to that educating. We have to be experts on this two-part bonded system of a pair that we're forming. Right? We have to be experts on what makes each other happy and what can fulfill each other's needs without bringing down the other, right? So if you came at it like, you know, I just, I've, I love these Leonida roses. You know what they are? I really love them. Um, I, I, it would make me so happy if you got me those roses and surprised me someday. I would just be like, oh my God, I love you. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's, I'm perfecting this, but coming at it from like, not of like a place that's of, of the cup's half empty and why don't you ever uh, give me flowers or jewelry or whatever it is that you want or go out to dinner 
ask in a way like, would you like to go out to dinner with me? No doubt, if you come at it from a place of love and happiness and kindness, the outcome is going to be far greater. The odds are going to be far greater to be a yes than a no or a fight. Try it and let me know. Comment on the on the podcast, comment on Facebook, on wherever else you're following me. Um, uh, but I'd love to know, like, how did, what was the question and what was the outcome? And maybe we can, we can work on that too if it wasn't exactly what you're looking for. And know what? Sometimes you're barking up the wrong tree. Maybe that partner just isn't really able to give you what you need in that way. Right? But maybe the, maybe you'll be happily surprised with something else. Maybe, you know, he loves giving tulips. And maybe you, you never even knew you liked those. Right? Or whatever the flower is. So be, I, I love to be wrong sometimes. And I love to learn and grow. And, and, and you can grow and learn together as this two-part bonding system a lot faster than you, you can do it on your own without communicating. You're just going to be going in separate directions if you don't communicate what you need and what you want and what you love. So try it. You'll be happily surprised. Thank you for listening. Talk to you soon.